This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Death rate rise. You still could anticipate between 100,000 and 200,000 deaths. Cruise passengers waited out. It is discouraging and emotionally draining. Virus clouds presidential race. The fact is it may have to be different. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in Washington with the CBS World News Roundup. It is getting worse. Yesterday, more than 1,000 people died in this country from the coronavirus. The national death toll now tops 5,100. CBS's David Begno begins our coverage in New York City. In the span of 72 hours here in New York State, the number of coronavirus deaths more than doubled. The governor closed the playgrounds. Who else has to die for you to understand you have a responsibility in this? Listen to how a nurse in Brooklyn describes her ICU. The turnover, someone, someone passes away, all right. Get the room clean, next person in immediately. I mean, there's patients sitting in the ER on ventilators waiting to come up. So there's really just no break. She gets one protective mask, and she has to use it all week. Currently, New York City has fewer than 400 ICU beds available, out of a total of more than 2,500. Those who run New York City's ambulance service say cardiac arrest patients will only get treatment at the scene. They won't be brought to city hospitals jammed with COVID-19 patients. With case numbers rising in Florida, the state's governor agreed to a stay-at-home order. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez in Miami says there is concern aboard two cruise ships with sick people on board. Medical attention, they've got, they're doing the best they can, but I think he needs more than that on land. Jennifer Allen's parents, Gloria and Bill Weed, are passengers on the Zandam. She says both have had fevers for more than a week, and her father has developed pneumonia. We don't want anybody to be infected in Fort Lauderdale because they want to land there. We just want to make sure that the people that are really sick get help fast. I mean, you look at this as a humanitarian issue. It is. It's absolutely a humanitarian issue. I've never felt like my parents were more vulnerable than right now. Catherine Callahan's parents, John and Rosemary, are also on board the Zandam. You could certainly catch COVID, but you could be susceptible to something else. So getting everybody off that ship as soon as possible is imperative. As late as Wednesday night, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was reluctant to bring all passengers ashore. In Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti wants everyone in that city to wear a mask to cut down on the spread of the virus. We are now recommending that Angelinos use homemade face coverings when they are in public and interacting with others. On CBS This Morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci admits Americans may have trouble dealing with case and death numbers that are rising fast, but staying at home and following guidelines will help everyone. Even though we need to anticipate these rather disturbing numbers, we shouldn't give up and accept it and say, okay, that's going to happen. We need to push and push with the mitigation to try and get that number lower 
than the projected number by the model. CBS's Paula Reed tells us that man we just heard from has been getting threats. Multiple Justice Department officials confirmed to CBS News that security for Dr. Anthony Fauci has been stepped up. A request for added protection came from the Health and Human Services Inspector General. They requested that the U.S. Marshals deputize agents to handle Fauci's protection. The outcry for supplies from the nation's hospitals has been loud. Just what does the government have left on hand? The president says it's true. The national stockpile of protective equipment is nearly depleted. He says it's because so much of it has been shipped out to hospitals. Mr. Trump says he isn't ready to send out the 10,000 ventilators remaining in the national stockpile. We have to have the flexibility of moving the ventilators to where to where the virus is going. He says several companies are now working to manufacture the machines, but he cautions. When you make one, it doesn't get made in 15 minutes. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. At first, the defense secretary resisted calls for sailors to be taken off the USS Theodore Roosevelt, now docked in Guam. But now, with sickness spreading, Rear Admiral John Minoni says there has been new action. There have been a 1,000 sailors taken off the ship. A certain percentage of those are in isolation because they have tested positive or they displayed influenza-like symptoms and uh, they're in the process of being tested. Some may end up in hotel rooms. A growing number of Democratic Party leaders say they'd support significant changes to the format and timeline of the Democratic National Convention, which is still on the schedule for late July. Some are in favor of shortening it, pushing it back a month, or finding a way to hold it virtually. Frontrunner Joe Biden on MSNBC. One of the reasons why the Democratic convention was going to be held early was the Olympics were coming after the Republican convention. There is more time now. We ought to be able to, we were able to, in the middle of the Civil War all the way through to World War II, have have Democratic and Republican conventions and primaries and elections. Police in Los Angeles say a train engineer intentionally derailed his locomotive at the port of L.A. because he was suspicious about the Navy ship Mercy that is docked there. He suggested in a police interview that the ship had a purpose other than treating virus patients. 85-year-old jazz man Ellis Marsalis has died of pneumonia brought on by COVID-19. He was the patriarch of the musical family that includes sons Branford and Winton. From the world of pop, Emmy and Grammy winner Adam Schlesinger of the group Fountains of Wayne has died at 52 after getting the coronavirus. Correspondent Janet Shamlian went to a Houston supermarket looking for some modern-day heroes in the supply chain we're all counting on. It's uh, on my mind every second, every second. Aaron Paglioso knows his job out among the public puts him at risk. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a policeman, but I do work in a grocery store and I try to do my part to help the public. Stores have added protective shields and are limiting shoppers to allow for distancing. Some, like HEB, have increased worker pay. Never have grocers, warehouse stores, even mini-mots played such an important role. Janet Shamley and CBS News. A Hollywood star is urging us to curb our enthusiasm for leaving the house in the midst of this pandemic. Hello, I'm Larry David. It could be a scene right out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But Larry David isn't kidding around in his public service announcement posted on Twitter by the California governor's office. I basically want to address uh, the idiots out there. And and you you know who you are. You're going out. The problem is you're passing up a 
fantastic opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to stay in the house, sit on the couch, and, and watch, watch TV. Bud Mishkin, CBS News. The Grand Canyon has now been closed indefinitely to visitors, joining other national parks that have done the same in recent days. Staff had been shutting down most visitor services over the past couple of days when the federal government at first tried to keep the park open. And that's the CBS World News Roundup for Thursday, the 2nd of April. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Becca, what's what's up? So The Late Show Pod Show is everything you love about The Late Show on oh, a I podcast. Want, I want to know about you. Oh. Enough. We, 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 people see everybody in an ad talks about the thing they're trying to sell. Oh. I'd like to know about you, the person behind creating the podcast. Oh, I'm having a really good day. Barry baked some bread and my friend Kara got me some chicken salad. It's a really nice day in the office today. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.